0: So what is it about the villain in a story that intrigues us? We'll be talking about this and much more on a Writer's Day podcast. I don't know about you, but one of the most favorite things about writing for me is creating characters. I love creating worlds, too, and I suppose that's why I started off my writing career with a fantasy adventure novel series called The Dragon Forest. It was so much fun creating that world that this entire series takes place in, but for me, creating a villain is tops. I love watching villains. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and the greatest villain of all time is Darth Vader you ask any Star Wars fan, they'll probably tell you Darth Vader is their favorite character in the entire series. But what is it about Darth Vader that endears us? Well, he was a mysterious figure when he first entered the screen in 1977. I think his entire time on screen is only about 15 minutes, and yet that character is beloved by millions, if not billions, of people. He was mysterious, all dressed in black with this mask, deep breathing, and deep villainous voice. But later on in the prequels, when they came out, we came to discover a little bit more about Anakin Skywalker, the man behind the mask. And his story arc was also intriguing and endearing. We found out that even though Darth Vader is a villain, he was redeemable. And that's what's so intriguing about writing villains is you, the writer, have the power to decide whether or not your villain is going to be redeemable. Now, a villain is different than an antagonist. In writing, an antagonist causes part of the conflict. There's different kinds of conflict. There's character versus character, character versus self, where they have that inner struggle. You have character versus destiny, like the King Arthur stories or the Harry Potter series or Luke Skywalker. Or you have my series, the Dragon Force 2, where the hero has no choice but to go on this quest to save everyone. And then you have character versus nature, or you have character versus the supernatural. That's the conflict in a story. So an antagonist causes conflict, meaning... The antagonist puts obstacles in the way of your hero, keeping them from reaching their journey, but they're not necessarily evil. For instance, if you have a character who's trying to uh, win a huge championship and maybe the coach is an antagonist, she may not be evil. She may actually love the character and want to help the character, but maybe she's putting some obstacles in the character's path or it could be a teacher. It could be a parent husband, or a wife. So an antagonist isn't necessarily someone evil, but a villain is different. A villain purposefully puts obstacles in the path of our hero. But this is the part that's necessary for your villain. Your villain must have some sort of a connection to the hero. Again, think about Darth Vader. Think about Voldemort. Think about some of your favorite villains in literature or in the movies. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker had a very important connection. But even we find out that Voldemort and Harry Potter does too. And so does Snape and Harry Potter. So we have a connection between the protagonist and the villain. It may not come out right away at first, but later on at the end of your story, the reader should see that connection. What caused your villain to go after the hero? It has to be more than just evil. It has to be a true passion, a desire to stop them from reaching their goal. So again, an antagonist is purposely putting obstacles in our hero's path. Sometimes consciously and sometimes unconsciously. We have some famous antagonists like, like Chief Deputy Marshal Samuel Gerard in *The Fugitive*. He is a good guy, but he's purposely putting obstacles in the fugitive's path because he believes Dr. Richard Kimball is guilty and is an escaped convict that needs to go back to prison so he's not necessarily a villain but then you have alan rickman's character hans gruber in die hard definitely a villain one is redeemable the other is not so in the star wars series we find out that darth vader has some good in him as his son luke skywalker had suspected and so at the end Darth Vader redeems himself by doing good, saving his son, and therefore saving everyone. But in your story, look at your villain. Is he or she going to be redeemable? That's the power of being a writer. You get to decide. In the book Writing Fiction, A Guide to Narrative Craft by Janet Burroway and Elizabeth Stuckey French. They say the antagonist must represent a real and potent danger. The best villains do. So I've been reading more and more about writing about the villain versus the main character. And when writing fiction, we are told to make sure our antagonist is interesting and powerful and intelligent. Otherwise, our reader may lose interest or not care about what happens to our hero. I've always found that the best scary movies or superhero movies are only as good as the villain in the story. A weak villain equals a weak story. So take The Dark Knight. Many people were concerned that actor Heath Ledger could not play the Joker in a way that would be believable. And boy, were they wrong. Heath Ledger's Joker made the film a huge success because not only was his villain mean, evil, and creepy, but his character was also a bit funny, interesting, intelligent, and captivating. That's what made the movie so great. But the power struggle is what makes a story great. How Batman struggled with the Joker is what kept the audience interested in the outcome of the story. The Joker's power wasn't brute strength either. His power was his unpredictability the mayor and the police chief had no idea how the Joker would strike next. Your villain may have intelligence, charm, wealth, or impressive rank instead of brute strength, and that's what makes him or her fascinating to the reader. Let's take a look at The Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter wasn't a great villain because of his strength. He was a great villain because of his intelligence, unpredictability, charm and overall creepiness he was a great villain for many reasons both in the book and on film the power must shift between the protagonist and the antagonist or villain why to keep the readers interested in what will happen to the main character if the main character has the power all the time how interesting and mysterious is that for the reader There must always be a struggle for power and control in the story because that's how it is in real life. We are always trying to regain control of our lives and sometimes we win and sometimes we are caught by surprise. So when I was creating the villain for The Children Under the Ice, my middle grade story that's about ghosts and a boy and his friends who try to solve a crime with the help of the ghosts it was interesting because I knew he had the villain had to be creepy creepy enough to scare my readers and creepy enough to scare 12 year old Mikey the hero of the book but I couldn't make him too creepy because I didn't want to scare my readers too much so I had to make the villain evil evil enough and have that unpredictability but a little bit of intelligence too. But a friend warned me, she said, Ruth, make sure your villain doesn't outsmart the kids too much because you don't want to send the the message to the child reader that they'll never be believed and that they, they can't go to adults for help. And I thought, yeah, those are wise words. So I made sure that the villain was smart, but that Mikey and his friends, with the help of the ghosts, were smarter and always one step ahead of him and vice versa, the power struggle would go back and forth. Now, sometimes the villain of the story isn't always a person. The villain might be a circumstance. I've never read any of the Twilight books, but I have been told that there is no one antagonist, one main villain in the series, but that the circumstance of the lovers is what prevents them from being together. Their circumstance has the power over them. That's pretty interesting. Perhaps in your story, You don't have one main villain, but you might have a circumstance that's the antagonist. Perhaps it's the weather, a car, a dog, a house, a town, or a planet, or a medical diagnosis. The point is, no matter who or what your villain is, there must be that power struggle. Be creative with your villains. Grab the reader early on and draw them in with your antagonist. I once attended a writer's workshop for YA writers back in the day when I was developing a YA series. The leaders of the YA workshop decided to have us analyze the relationship between Lucifer and Jesus Christ, and they had us analyze the story that John Milton wrote called Paradise Lost. I found it fascinating to really stop and think about the connection between Lucifer and Jesus Here Lucifer was created as the most beautiful angel ever. But Jesus Christ, God, and the Holy Spirit pre-existed. But yet it was Jesus that God chose to come down to earth to be his son and to give this beautiful gift of us to his son and to glorify his son. So you could see why Lucifer would be so filled with envy that he wanted to, from that moment on, destroy God's greatest creation, us and Jesus. Talk about a connection. And so the leader of the YA workshop said, your villain has to have that connection to the hero, to the protagonist of your story. If there's no connection, then your readers won't care so much if your hero wins. And they won't care so much if your villain is going after the hero. Again, think back to your favorite stories. Think back to your favorite movies. What was the connection between the villain and the hero? Thanks so much for joining me today as we think a little bit about antagonists and conflict and the villain of your story. We've looked at some very famous villains in movie history And even talked a little bit about some in recent books so now it's your turn how do you create your antagonist has it been difficult for you to create that power struggle between your hero and the villain I know for a lot of writers creating a villain is their favorite part and that's me but it's not easy So think about how to go about creating your antagonist and finding that connection between the villain and the hero. I hope I've given you a lot to think about today. Thanks so much for joining me. And next time, we'll look a little bit deeper into the crisis point and why that's important to your overall story art. Thanks for joining me. God bless.